Welcome to the Catholic Cafe, where Catholic truth is served fresh daily. We've made you a reservation in the luxurious corner booth, so come on in and see what's on the menu today. Now, here's your host, Deacon Jeff Drzezemski. Greetings and welcome to the Catholic Cafe. I'm Deacon Jeff, sitting in the luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Cafe, sitting here with Robert Hutton. Hello, Deacon Jeff. Barely oh. got it here. Got lost on the way down here from yeah, uh, church. Ended up at the Cachot, where Bernadette lived uh, yeah. somehow. I know. But if you if you like take a left and you, you get to the Eiffel Tower, you've gone too the far. Right. That's <laughs> yeah. right. Yes. But you didn't do that. It wasn't that bad. That was me. Oh, yes. Okay. So that voice you just heard oh, is one of our guests. Yeah, my daughter. <laughs> yeah. So that's all right. So we have Claire Hutton, Olivia Stankowitz, and Katie Miklos. Miklos? Hello. Is it Miklos or Miklos? Miklos. Hi. Miklos. Okay. See, we have these wonderful, beautiful girls here. And how old are you? So you're... 13. 13. I'm guessing. 13. Yeah. Oh. So that's uh, 39 years of combined experience of right. life. That's right. Uh, so we have we have these wonderful girls here. And so, Katie, why don't you tell me what you're doing here in Lourdes on pilgrimage with us here? What, what, what is it you guys are doing? Do you even know what you're doing? Are you even aware of what you're doing? Uh, We're going with the flow. Yeah, that's good. Following that's your, the directions. But, 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 okay, so it says Katie Miklas on your tag, and after that it says Vol. A volunteer. There you go. See, that you're, I knew that you could eventually get this. <laughs> volunteer state. Yeah, the volunteer. Well, yeah, that's right. Your home state is Tennessee, so uh, so uh, Claire is from the volunteer state, so she knows what that is. Robert, it's kind of interesting that on on a pilgrimage, there are many people required to assist and to help and to be part of the pilgrimage. It doesn't just happen by itself. And if you if you follow some holy priest to a pilgrimage site, he's not going to be able to take care of all the people that are uh, struggling to move around and to move about, and people who have whatever burdens they have in life, and then. Uh, not everyone is as able-bodied as everyone else, and especially here in Lourdes, we have people who are especially sick who come here for healing. So we need people to help with that process, don't we? Well, we do, and we have hundreds of people that are involved at all different levels, and even younger people come and help out with things, uh, distributing water, and even older, younger people, like young teenagers, help with uh, the, the malades and the sick and accompany them and help them with coffee in the morning and yeah. in different... Yeah, so like Claire that, so. is itching to speak. So Claire, lean forward a little bit, talking to that microphone. Don't be ashamed. Don't be don't be scared of it. But uh, so um, so Claire, tell me what what has your experience here in Lourdes been like? It's been amazing. The food is so good. The Modea, like seriously, like so good. They're jealous because I get to eat there every day. Oh, twice. you get to eat a different different place than they do. Yeah, right. I so get you, to eat there every day twice. The French. Uh, cuisine, but you know what's been interesting is that, uh, and I'm, I'm gonna ask Olivia this, but if you could tell me the one thing that is served at every single one of these meals, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, is it French fries? I mean, have we had French it's fries? Soup. No, so, we well, they have soup every time. Every day, the you, we can't hear you, Claire, when you talk over there. And bread also. Bread That's is right. served up every day. Bread. No, the bread's good here, though, isn't it, Olivia? Very good. It's like the <laughs> croissant. Do you say it like that? Croissant. No, no, you don't say no. it like that. Just speaking <laughs> Jeff says it like that. So, Claire, since the mic is, uh, is sitting on you, what has the, ex- the experience been like for you? What, what's, what's happened? I think it's been amazing. I love helping out all the sick people and, like, meeting them and learning all their stories if they wanted to share. Yeah, that is so cool. Yeah, you say if they wanted to share. So we kind of meet them where they are. Some people are kind of still struggling with, with what they're doing and what their experiences in life are. But mm-hmm. some people have, like, they just want to share with you. And I, w- w- Do you think it's kind of neat to know what really goes on behind someone's 
story and what makes them feel the way they do and why they're coming to Lourdes? Yeah, it's very cool to see, like, or it's not really cool all the time, but, like, it's interesting to learn everyone's story and, like, why they're here and what brought them here and why they came. That's awesome. And, Katie, you know, talking about stories, isn't it cool that, like, everybody has a story? I mean, like, you probably have a story, story. Katie Miklas. Yeah, you don't have to tell me your story. Okay, this, good. This is only a 30-minute show, and you are such a complex a individual. Long, yeah. It'd be a long story. But isn't it nice to know, like, because you can walk through, like, let's say you go to the mall, and I'm sure you go to the mall all the time, and you're, like, hanging out with the girls, and you're buying things. And you, you, you may, like, walk past people and never really even know who they are. Uh, but, but Lourdes is kind of different, isn't it? Because you get to meet people. You make friends from all over the world, but also from all over the United States that have traveled with you and what's that like to know other people's that that, that, that other people have stories it's very yeah interesting just like olivia said and it's just nice that no one gives you like the cold shoulder everyone's just like like you're part of their family everyone Mm. acts like you're a family here and it what did you expect when you came to lords did you expect i expected to be like the younger kids sitting at the younger table not being with the adults not treated like an adult even though i just came here and everyone's like like just so welcoming, weren't they? They were loving, they were and they, op- they opened their yeah. arms and they talked. So it wasn't a bunch of old people, right? That you you thought you weren't going to fit in. Yeah, I thought, I thought that, um, yeah, that we just wouldn't fit in. And, and they that, gave you adult responsibility too, right? Yeah, you had, you had real work to do, didn't you? Like, what mm-hmm. have you done so far? Well, I had to make sure that our malads would get up on time. I had to make sure I had to push the car. I had to just. And the carts where we, people may not know, we push the sick around in carts around yeah. Lourdes, right? So that's, you know, you that's take, a big responsibility. Care of right. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. Plus, it gets kind of hot sometimes sitting around. And yeah, we had to hand out water, me, Olivia, and Claire, um, during the masses and the events. Yeah, we don't want people sure. to get dehydrated, so we yeah. want them to stay as healthy as possible in, the, in, the, in, in this. But those water jugs are kind of heavy. Though. They're like as heavy as you are. How did, <laughs> how did you guys yeah. manage? Uh, manage I don't know. Like, yeah. So, uh, you know, this whole thing about. Being young and, and being part of this, Robert, it, it, isn't it funny how uh, it's really true that, that kids know that they sit at the little table at Thanksgiving. You know, right. they're over there at the card table that's in the corner and they feel kind of like dissed. But here you get to sit at the big table with all the big kids, yep. don't you, Katie? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You have conversations. You have the little table, Robert, at your house? Uh, we do. Yeah. 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 Okay. yeah, 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 yeah. So Claire wants to confess and tell at everybody. At Grandma's house. At Grandma's well, house. No, at, at my grandmother's house. Uh, it switches between the girls and the boys. There's not enough seats at the big table for all. Uh, big Catholic ten. family. So that's, so we that's, have that's beautiful. There's that's not beautiful. enough room for all eight of us at the table. So we go and we have three people sitting at a little card table. That's awesome. Well, yeah. but here, everybody's at the big table. Everybody's at the big table, except if you're on the end, then there's small tables on the but, side. That's okay. But it's it's just but it's you're gathered around, and I love what Katie said. Katie, remind us again what you said about all these people. You felt like you're in part of what? A family. Yeah. So, and there's something really neat about uh, what has been. It, what, which one of you girls wants to talk about the fact that you know being around the sick? Because it, some of these people are profoundly sick. I mean, and, and doctors have told yeah. them that you might very well uh, not be here next yeah. year. And it's it's just really. And so you see not only the the malads, the, the very sick, you also see their families. I mean, how does that make you feel? Which one? I know one of you wants to tell me how that makes you feel to see the very, very sick and their families. It made me realize how lucky my life was, mm. how all of us are moderately healthy 
I mean, sometimes we get sick and we think it's all bad, or if something goes wrong in life, we think it's like the worst possible thing that could happen. But really, we've seen people with much worse. Right. So it helps you gain a perspective, right? It helps you to see that, like, everything's not about you. Uh, and, and it makes us count our blessings, doesn't it? It makes us realize to what it's like to have parents that love you, what it's like to live in a house that's decent, whether, what it's like to have just your basic health where you could, you could get up and you can do and you're able to use your phone and the things that you have and you can do. And then you see people that are struggling even just to take a breath. And that's kind of, uh, it's kind of heavy stuff for, for 13-year-olds, isn't it? Yeah, but it's nice to see how everyone pitches in to like, help them. They're always there to give a smile in the morning. If they're sad, just someone comes over there and tries to bring, cheer them up. Just everyone just there to help and make sure that they feel comfortable and that they don't feel sad and that they don't remember that. Isn't that really awesome? Sad. And so you meet all these people and you get to know them and know them as, as, as human beings and you're also being part of their family and you're helping cheer them up. And it also affects you, uh, too. Olivia, have you met special folks here and uh, had a great the same kind of experience? Yes, I have. I also think what's great that we do is we don't, when we try to talk to our Malads, we don't ask them. Um, what's wrong with them. We wait for them if they want to share and open up to us, but we don't ask them, like, what is, why are you here and why are you, like, what sickness do you have? And I think that really helps because people don't feel, like, obligated to tell you and they don't feel like they have to even if they don't want to. If right, it's, like, and really sometimes personal. people want to share their story and then sometimes it's just like, you just really, uh, Olivia, I imagine you're really good at this because your dad says you are. Deacon Michael Stankowitz. Uh, we like to call his name out every once in a while. Just, you know. <laughs> uh, and I'm, but he's told me that you're a very compassionate person. You're a loving person. You got a great smile. Thank you. Yeah. And so uh, I would imagine that sometimes just having uh, uh, a smile, uh, you know, nice words with somebody, rather than talking about medical conditions and situations like that. I think sometimes I think it's kind of like what God teaches us is that we really need to love one another. Mm-hmm. Right. So you, we love God and we love our neighbor. And this is a way in which we can we can love our neighbor, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yeah. So oh, go ahead, Robert. You know, one thing I thought was interesting. Uh, Amalad came up the other day. I was with my daughter, uh, Claire, and wanted to take a picture of her. And I said, that's fine. So, yeah, I want to take a picture of my coffee companion. And oh. he was just so. We're coffee buddies. You're co- co- what? coffee buddies. That's nice. But yeah. you're drinking coffee at 13? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, my, my kids do too. Yeah, because um, it's kind of tiring. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. yeah. And that's better than bourbon. So it's better <laughs> to drink coffee. But, you know, I think a lot of the lodges, I mean, one thing about younger people is they've got so much energy and joy. And, and I think even with the sicker, the sick people that are older, there's a way. There's a special grace I think young people can bring to some of these older people and just being with them. And, you know, it really made me a little proud of my daughter here to, um, you know, that she that this guy enjoyed his time with her enough that he wanted to take a picture of her to remember. And that that just really shows, um, you know, a kind of a really kind of a special hit healing and ministry. That's awesome. I didn't even realize he was a Malad. I thought Malads would be, you know, depressed a lot and, you know, they'd be upset and seem sickly. They actually were full of joy, very open to talking, very, they were very kind. They weren't, they didn't seem depressed. He was like open to tell about his life. He was very kind. Yeah, and that's really that, that's really cool. And like your dad saying that the fact that you, that that as a young person and, and, and you and with an older person or whatever, it's kind of neat to see 
that you you actually whether you guys know it or not you may think you're old you know at 13 oh I'm so old the reality is to most people you're very young and very vibrant and very alive and they they see in you something positive and and something hopeful um, so it's really neat that you be part of this pilgrimage and it's I think it's a vital and important part Robert to have uh, to have these young volunteers as part of this isn't it it is because we've got a broad we've got older members that are volunteers down to the younger members yeah. and the younger members are physically stronger too so they can help push where some of our older members can but everyone, a, they end up getting dragged everyone, sometimes with these carts everyone kind of contributes what they have mm-hmm. and i think having the diversity of having just all kinds of different people really helps make this sort of a special building. that's right god gives us all gifts and i think it's awesome that all of us put put those gifts to work when we come on pilgrimage and how beautiful that is we have more to talk about with uh Claire, Olivia, and Katie, our young volunteers that are here. Uh, and uh, uh, we'll do that in just a second. First, uh, I want to remind folks at home uh, that we have a great website, thecatholiccafe.com. And so, uh, also, I'd love for you to send me an email, uh, Deacon Jeff at thecatholiccafe.com. And with that, we'll be right back. I'm Bess Drzemski, and this is another great moment in church history. How can someone so small and weak in the eyes of the world have such a tremendous impact on the spiritual lives of millions around the globe? St. Therese of Lisieux, better known as the Little Flower, was this small person. Born in France over a century ago, she has changed the spiritual landscape of the entire world. St. Therese believed that little things done with great love were more pleasing to God than the mightiest deeds. She wrote, Love proves itself by deeds, so how am I to show my love? Great deeds are forbidden me. The only way I can prove my love is by scattering little flowers. And these flowers are every little sacrifice, every glance and word, and the doing of the least action for love. The little flower grew up as the youngest of five living children. She was a sensitive child who felt things deeply. These deep feelings and her thoughtful attitude led her to a strong prayer life at a very young age. By her own account, she would find a quiet place and spend hours contemplating the love of the Heavenly Father. As Therese entered her teen years, her older sisters began to go into religious life. This led the little flower to seek entrance to the Carmelite Monastery at the tender age of 14. She was initially refused by the superiors of the order, but her persistence paid off by taking her appeal all the way to the Pope in Rome. The superiors of the order were impressed by her persistence and maturity and allowed her to enter the Carmelite order at the age of 15. The next nine years were spent in quiet contemplation and service inside the tiny convent in Lisieux. Toward the end of her time in the convent, she began to suffer from the effects of tuberculosis. Tuberculosis, a deadly infectious disease that attacks the lungs, leaves the sufferer with a chronic cough, fever, night sweats, and weight loss. St. Therese suffered seriously from this disease. She was reported to have said, I have reached the point of not being able to suffer anymore because all suffering is sweet to me. She accepted her affliction as a gift from God and saw it as a sign of his friendship with her. 
Little everyday things done in great love can lead us to a life of grace and deeper union with Christ. The little flower can show us the way. I'm Bess Trzemski, and this is another great moment in church history. Welcome back to the Catholic Cafe. Here's Deacon Jeff. And we're back in the luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Cafe. I'm Deacon Jeff. I'm here with Robert Hutton, of course, co-host, and we're we're wrapping up, sort of kind of coming to include. We've only got a couple of more uh, little days here in Lourdes. For our annual pilgrimage. And, you know, girls, one thing I was thinking about asking you about, though, was the experience like with the baths and all. I mean, how, what did you think about that? That's that's something yeah, new who, with who, our first who, time. Katie's talk about Katie, that. Yeah. Um, I actually thought it was really emotional. I mean, like, I teared up after I came out. You sure that wasn't just bath water? <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. Oh, that's awesome, though. So you had, like, kind of an emotional experience yeah. in there. Well, like, I've had, a, like, a birth injury. And mm. since, like, that's also a main reason I came, just, just like, I, I decided it would be fun. And just to c- go into the bath and have that experience coming out and seeing how emotional other people were and knowing like what I've been through going through like all these like hospitals and stuff like that like just going in the baths and the how everyone else's stories I've just felt like it's a really neat experience and once in a lifetime and I'm glad I got to experience it yeah that's awesome did you did the other girls did you go did you go to the baths yeah I like the baths a lot I thought that was my favorite part of the trip so far and I have, I thought the bats were a really good thing, and especially for like the Malads, it kind of showed them that like someone's there for them and someone cares about them. And, like even though they have their companions, like other people besides their loved ones, like everybody's there for them. And no, not everybody's in the bath though, right? <laughs> no, it's, it's, just, it's, it's very discreet. It's very, it's very nice. I know it's kind of like a new experience. Like what, what is going to happen? And like these wonderful little French women in there going, no, 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 easy do this, easy do this, and they just, yeah, and they don't speak any English, and they kind of move you around or whatever. Uh, yeah. But you did, did you get a sense um, when you like? Claire, when you were when you were there, that those people that they were there, they're called the hospitality. Did you get a sense that maybe they were there out of love and out of care, I even think- though they might have sounded a little abrupt with their French? You know, sometimes it sounds that way. Um, I thought that they were there for us. I think that they were also very emotional because there was a baby in uh, the grotto when we went to get put in the bath. And right when it started crying, they were right there, even though they were supposed to be in the other room mm. uh, on their break. They, like, rushed in and, like, helped the baby, like, and I thought the baths were very cold, but some people, I thought it was amazing. They felt a different temperature than I did. Mm. Like, the water was different to every person. Well, that's and, kind of and, interesting. And, you know, you don't they don't give you a towel. People don't understand. You take a bath and you get out. And you're dry. Did y'all experience that? Yeah. yeah. Olivia has the... Um, I was, when I was dumped in the, or when I was you dunked. Were dumped. <laughs> <laughs> you, you were dumped. When I was dunked in they the They wheeled bath. you up there and they just kind of put you over a cliff and you just went, whoosh. <laughs> Good luck. No, it wasn't like that at all. When I, when they put my head in the bath, um, when I came out, my, pretty much right instantly, I was totally dry. Like I have really yeah, a lot long of people hair. say that. Yeah. Yeah. And it took like five minutes for my hair to completely dry. It was so amazing how like 
instantly all the water just like you just feel that just is so cool that is so cool and her hair is very long yeah, it goes right. down to the floor yeah. which is a, it's, yeah. it's amazing it's very very long not that far if you combine the two of our hair then it would yeah, yeah that's maybe. exactly right so I know also you've had some other unique experiences here at Lourdes. In fact, I know I'd heard a story. I was walking past the police station. They were talking about they were oh talking gosh. about this one oh particular girl who was stealing a statue of Mary. Now I'm not going to identify which one of you it was, but but Claire, tell me, tell me what what did you what happened? There's lots of gift shops. There's lots of, and you know, they're in good taste, right? They they don't sell like weird. Some of them are in good taste. Well, but you don't find Bernadette ashtrays and stuff here, but but you do find lots of rosaries. And glow in the dark stuff. Yeah, there's a few of those kind of things, but you were there and you were, what were you doing? Shopping. So I was looking for a present for my brothers and sisters. Uh Uh-huh. And I wanted to get them something like different because I'm not sure if they would enjoy a rosary. So I was looking for something different. I found a glow-in-the-dark Mary statue. Mm -hmm. I wanted to see if it was really glow-in-the-dark. So we wear these really long capes, and they're, like, really long, and they're dark. They're, like, black. And so I... These things look kind of like the 1940s nurses' uniforms. We've seen those Uh, with a veil. 1840s. Well, you're right. (laughs) Keep going back. (laughs) But they're really neat when when all the the ladies are wearing these things. So you have this big, giant cape on. So I have this big cape on. you want to see... Mary glows in the dark. So I put her <laughs> under my cape. One. Of okay, the- so hold on. Everyone picture this. Right now, here's this little 13-year-old girl, and she's an American, and she's standing there, and she takes this big Mary statue, and she just kind of raises her cape and kind of sticks Mary under the cape. Now, what does that make you think, everybody who's listening? So, one of the ladies uh, that was working at the store thought I was shoplifting. Yes, I can only imagine. Stealing Mary. I don't know where she got that idea, Robert. So, I took it out, and I showed her, and then she was like, oh, and she kind of gave me a look, and then <laughs> that was not a look. That was a that was a French. Um, oh, he's okay. No, that no, wasn't a or, look. No, it I think it might have been here. a stupid American. No, <laughs> I don't. You know what? I'll tell you what. That's interesting. They yeah. really do are very nice here. That's what's yeah. so amazing yeah. here. It's a it's such a welcoming place. But Claire, you know that's obviously you had a learning experience. So like when you go back don't to the states, under don't your put cape anything under when your cape when you start shopping. So yeah. boys, don't shove things into your pockets, you know, just to see if they will fit in your pocket when you're in a store because that might appear to be bad as well. So but so you you learn some some life lessons there, right. life hacks. That is cool. But uh, but also I imagine you guys learned something while you were here. And if you would like to say something that you would that you that you learned while you were at Lourdes. You know, if you think about, because uh, it's towards the end of the pilgrimage, you've had all these experiences. What is something that you would be able to take back and say, hey, uh, I, I've learned this? Claire, what, what, what would you say? I learned how to say excuse me in four different languages. Well, now, this is also <laughs> true. But what about, like, your experiences with, like, the, with the sick and, and, and those folks? I learned that... Um, even though oh, people might look fine on the outside, mm. but really inside they're not okay. And then even though they're sick, um, you can't like judge a person by, uh, you can't judge a book by its cover. So you can't like make assumptions about someone just because they look okay or they don't look okay. Like they could be totally fine or. Are not you sure fine. you're not like 14? Because you just seem so old. Like, <laughs> I don't think you're 13. No, that's that's some that's some that is beautiful and great wisdom. These are like these are true life lessons that we we need to see a person interior. Right as well, because how many times do we judge people maybe by their skin color or their language or where they live or who they know or who they hang out with? 
I'm sure in school you guys have Or those. their accent. That's exactly right. Their language, what they say. And so it's important. And that's a, that's a really neat thing for you, um, Olivia, at 13 to recognize. That's so beautiful. Thank you. I think you... I think you just always need to lend a helping hand. It doesn't matter, like, yeah, who, just like what Olivia said, who they are. You just always need to be happy and smiling. And sometimes um, they might just feel like being by themselves, but that's okay. And, like, but sometimes they do really appreciate you just being there for them. That's beautiful. You just need to be there for them and be there and give them a hug and tell them it's okay and just be there and like give like them a shoulder to lean on when they're if they're crying or if it's a hard time for them. No, you guys are exactly right. That's wonderful. And Claire, I imagine, you know, so to to be there for somebody, to 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 treat them nicely and stuff. You don't just do that in Lords, do you? No, I'm going to try. I, I said try here. Yes, I understand. So and your dad's rolling his eyes. No, okay. <laughs> no, you're a good girl. You really are a good Yeah, girl. I'll try to be nicer to my siblings and my classmates even when it's harder. I also learned when I was here. Um, usually, I mean, not always, but mass, if you go like three times a week, eventually you can just sort of, you know, you memorize the mass and you kind of just say it without realizing it. I got here and I started looking around at the church and like thinking about the mass. It was actually like very pretty and like the mass was beautiful, even though, you know, there were like 500 priests on the altar. Isn't that neat though to be, because you usually in your normal Sunday experience, you don't see like all of the, you don't see bishops standing. Five hundred priests and a. Three, I've never three met bishops. a cardinal before, besides Cardinal Regali. So you know. Yes, they, but you got a nice picture. The three of you. I saw this picture uh, with Cardinal Dolan, and he's got this yeah. big smile and he's got his big pointy hat on. <laughs> right? Oh, oh yeah, I, I never held the bishop's pointy hat before. I did that twice at mass, and I didn't know what to do with it. Now, do we know what that's called? It's a miter. Miter. Cr- that's exactly <laughs> right. And the crozier is that crooked stick thing that he uses to uh, gather the sheep with, right? Yeah. Yeah, and so that you were, some of you were like serving at mass and stuff, and that's so neat to be able to do. And I love Claire what you said about how you experience mass differently. And sometimes I think it takes us being in some kind of uh, special place like Lourdes mm-hmm. and with special people, where you suddenly realize that mass is not just something we go and do, right? It's something that we experience. And I'm so glad that we had these three beautiful young ladies here. We had uh, Claire, Olivia, and Katie to, to sit here and tell us about their experiences. I hope you ladies come back to continue to give that gift of your youth and your vitality and your love to all the people that you meet, not only here in Lourdes, but all the people that you meet uh, in the rest of your life. It's so important. God gave you all that beauty. He gave you all that grace to share with others. So thank you so much for being here. Uh, we're going to end in prayer. Uh, like we always do, and, we, and Our Lady is uh, is among us, is here okay. with us and watching over us. And so let's let's pray a Hail Mary together. Can we do that? Okay. Hail Mary, Mary full, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for our sinners now and the hour of our death. Amen. Our Lady of Lourdes, pray for us. Saint Bernadette, pray for us. Thanks for listening to The Catholic Cafe. Visit us on the web at thecatholiccafe.com where you can find out more information about The Catholic Cafe, listen online, download MP3s, or subscribe to our podcast. You can also find us on iTunes or follow us on Facebook and Twitter. If you'd like to contact Deacon Jeff, 
send him an email at deaconjeff at thecatholiccafe.com. The Catholic Cafe is brought to you by the Order of Malta Federal Association and is broadcast with ecclesial permission from the Most Reverend Martin D. Holly, Bishop of Memphis in Tennessee. Join us again at the Catholic Cafe, serving up salvation one cup of coffee at a time. Mm-hmm.